Dark Side of Eve, Chapter Thirty Six, Being Loyal, previously on the Dark Side of Eve, an earthquake destroys the area where Eve tries to buy things for her secret society, and then she finds a baby girl, an orphan. The priest tells her, and after she had thought about scruples, she takes the baby. Episode One Hundred and Three. The end of the year ceremony was the next meeting on the schedule, and Eve couldn't miss this. She had to go and had to meet Farah. This was an unbreakable law. Eve was nervous. She was sure the beings in the Starthwear didn't like her behavior during the last month, but she wasn't sure if they understood or they would punish her. And as she had heard, the beings were in a bad mood too, argued and fought each other. Matakela talked to her and tried to take away her fear, but some uncertainty was left behind in her mind. We aren't an emotional species, he said. But Eve argued. Think about Regardis. We are scientists. We search, think, find. We don't provoke. Yes, he was right. Well, in a certain way. However, on Zelan everything went the usual way. The city was decorated and looked very nice. The halls and hallways with flowers, the furniture with luxury, candles everywhere. Beautiful carpets on the floor and the food so delicious. The wine old and tasty. It was the best service Eve ever noticed. Usually Eve slept on her linda during these appointments. Every woman did, but not on Zelan. The palace was so large that every arbitress could have her own suite. Sleeping on the own ship was part of the security system. The guards were there, but even this should be changed in the next years. Farah brought up a new law that every palace should be changed in its size and comfort. Fifty-five suites, that was the target. Now finally Eve knew why she had to build them, and now it was time to furnish them. However, this law was a real challenge, because it wasn't like on earth. If the building was too small, you could build a new house next to it. No, on the planets it was more complicated. Tunnels had to be constructed and planned. The palace was always placed in the center of the city, so other buildings had to be replaced to make the place wider and larger. On Venus this had been complicated too, but it happened in a time when everything was under strange, under construction. It hadn't been too difficult. But what about the smaller planets like Mercurian? This wasn't possible. And the moons of Milon? There was no way to enlarge it, but Farah ignored it. When Aurea told Eve about it, she advised her to go directly to Farah, argue clear and make her free you from the laws, she said to her daughter. Aurea agreed to do, and she was to do soon, because the time to fulfill the law was short. Farah herself found that it was already a nice behavior that she left a time for the work, that the deadline wasn't tomorrow. But there were more problems. From now on, there was no free architect or builder in the whole federation. They all worked with pressure, so if an arbitress needed more of these employees, she couldn't get them. Eve thought about her fifty-five suites. Yes, she was bugged because of Farah, and she had been pissed when she had to do all this extra work during the month she took over Venus. But now, now it was very good, and she did it all in early times. It had been Farah's order. Was it to help her? In her thoughts, she thanked Farah for this, otherwise she would have been trapped now. After all, Eve had to understand that Farah was wise and always future-looking. Yes, she was annoying, she was strict, and too often her behavior hurt, emotional and physical. Eve had the picture of Andrew in front of her inner eye. But then, and without a reason, Farah did good things, supported, helped, cared. Was there a system? Did Farah know what other people were thinking about her? 
Was she interested in the opinion of others? Eve didn't know, but could a person really make plans on such a long run? In the years before all this happened, it had been like this. Every arbitress stayed on her lender, because every woman enjoyed another sort of luxury and privacy. For example, Kathleen and her harem. But these times were now at an end. No, not the harem. This place would live on, but the rest of the accommodation would change. Directly at the first ceremony, Eve met Farah, but she acted like she wouldn't see her. Farah looked tired, but Eve told herself not to feel sorrow. Farah wouldn't care about her either. A game of power had started. Really? No. Farah didn't play this game. She was always very authentic. She did what she had to do and acted like she thought it was useful. That was all. Was she, was her circle the reason for Farah's bad mood? Was she wrong thinking Farah was always cold? Did she take it personal? Shall I care about her? Eve asked herself. No, she wouldn't care about me. Eve's first chat during the ceremony was with Matherius. He wanted to know why she installed the new alliance, and Eve had to explain. He knew about this, but he didn't interfere. Perhaps I am not wrong, Eve thought, but a moment later she understood she was completely wrong. First, she talked about Farah's bad behavior against Ellen, John, and especially Andrew. She presented arguments about honor and family, and Mazirius listened carefully. Then he told her that he wasn't interested in that. If you go on like this, the star sphere will judge you, he said, and Eve was scared. Nevertheless, she tried to look straight in his eyes, but then she thought about her own children. What would happen if she dies? Was the situation worth it? Who would care about mankind if she was dead? She decided to apologize, but Mazirios didn't accept. I will tell you what the beings do for mankind. No species requires as much control as yours. Every arbitress got a being, otherwise they wouldn't be able to lead. You often have problems and discussions, arguments and questions, and I don't talk about Earth. This is a planet I already forgot about. No, I'm talking about you and Farah. Both of you want the same thing, but you get angry if the way to the targets is different. How stupid! We care about mankind. Do you copy? Mazirio's voice was angry, and Eve nodded while she bent down her head. Farah has a difficult position and a difficult family, and you, you should better care about your own family than knife her. This is disgusting. She is the leader, the empress. It is our choice. We will always support her. Never forget this. I enjoyed caring about mankind. You're a nice species and I like Ragnild, but this is enough. You will stop the arguments and the fights, or you will have to bear the consequences. Mazirius disappeared, and Eve sat there, still in her thoughts. He was right. She thought he belonged to the most important species, and without the skills from the beings, they wouldn't be more than the people from Earth. It was a terrible thought. Eve felt like paralyzed. Would he really do what he had said? Sure, he could, but would he? Eve sat in the hall for some more time. She didn't feel the cold. Her thoughts were trapped in a scenario, changing everything. What should she do? Would it be enough to apologize at Farah? 
Would she deliver her friends from the silent circle to the judge? She never had thought that the beings would turn it all down, the whole federation, mankind. And what about the other species they had created? How were all the other species? Did they have problems too? Why don't we know the others? Why do they separate us? I can fly as far as I want to, but I barely touch the border. How large is the universe? With many questions in her mind, she made her way to Farah. She was in her office, and Eve apologized. She told Farah that she would dissolve her alliance, that she would follow from now on with loyalty. Farah accepted in a friendly but neutral way.